Want to hear something amazing? Oh, and feel free to tell your friends too. So, Kohl's, they're having a huge sale on summer stuff. And if you live for sunny days like I do, you need to check it out. I got 40% off a new patio set, Food Network grilling essentials for 20% off, and 50% off those yard games my kids won't stop talking about. Best part? I got an extra 15% off and some Kohl's cash. It almost makes being cooped up all winter worth it. Almost. Select styles 15% offer ends May 16th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti. And I'm Devin O'Haran. And you are listening to Music You're Missing. And today we are bringing you Frugal. Like Google, but with a fur. He is from Houston, Texas. Yeehaw, that he is. Um. <laughs> oh no, we get it. You used to be a, ra- a country radio okay. DJ jock, whatever the That's actually wicked funny because I dead ass would like be like, yeehaw, it's Brendan here and mean it. I know you used to text me and you'd be like, yeehaw. And I was like, Brendan, you don't even like country music. Chill I don't. Out. I don't. I don't. Um, anyhow. Yeah. He's from Houston, Texas. Yeehaw. Um, and he's a funny dude. I first discovered him when I heard his track Riding With Me. Honestly, it's one of those songs that I just know, like, I'm going to love forever. Like, it's one of the songs I just have saved to my library and I just will listen to it kind of under any circumstances. Besides his music, which we both love, his social media is absolutely hilarious. So I just can't wait to, like, see and hear the personality and the person behind his social media. Me too. And he's like really funny and it's a very specific type of humor that I personally think is like the funniest type of all humors. He did a parody of those genius interviews, which I can't wait to talk to him about. And overall, I can just already tell it's going to be a very high energy, exciting, funny, but also introspective and deep conversation. We're giving you a bunch of different varieties with her. Uh just as he gives us variety in his music. He is going to give us variety in this interview. Or we are going to give you guys variety in this interview instead. Or maybe it'll just be a complete douche. <laughs> or maybe the interview will just bomb. Who knows? I kid. I kid. Although, have we had that happen before? Yes. yes. Have, have you guys known about it? No. Did we recover from it? No. <laughs> no. Do I go in through every interview with deep fucking anxiety? Yes. Were we sad? Yes. Did French Montana's manager one time yell at me because I took the wrong suitcase from one dressing room to the other and then I never fully recouped and wanted to quit the music industry because of it? Yes. Shit happens, man. That's a that's a good question, Devin. What was like your like, oh my God, should I quit music moment? Man, I almost gave a thousand dollars away on the radio. <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it, but I'm still scarred from it. Absolutely. It was classic. like the stupidity of like my 18 year old self. Mm, 18 and radio, dangerous. Well, now that we got off topic a little bit, we just want to let you know that Frugal's tracks Patience. Good juice. Good juice. And riding with me. Like 
are on top of Music You're Missing, the playlist, right now. And they are also going to be added to the Complete Collection because now we have interviewed him. Yes. So the Complete Collection is a playlist of every single freaking artist we've ever freaking interviewed. This is our 29th episode, which means we have music from 29 really cool freaking artists. A lot of music, guys. Hat trick on that freaking right there. Um, freaking, freaking, freaking. Anyhow, should we shut up and get him on the phone? Yes, please. Frugal, my dude. How's it going? What's up? How you guys doing? What's the climate like? What is the uh, scenario we're working with? How you guys feeling? Um, well, completely honest, it's fucking freezing. We're in Boston and it like randomly snowed today. So it was you like can a, imagine. a quick mass snowfall. And I, we are both wearing our winter coats in our studio right now because it's so fucking cold. Oh, I, wow. I kind of know about the Noe's AC life. I, every time I'm in snow, I feel like I always wear the wrong clothes because like my feet always get wet and then I'm just like end up being super cold and wet and like my lips get chapped. It's, it's trouble. Yeah. New England weather is not ideal, which brings a point. I was listening to patients in the car like and I didn't know like we were having a snowstorm like whatsoever and everything was slow motion and I was like, I should be on an island listening to this. Like this is not <laughs> like it just made me want to get into warm weather. I love it. I love it. I like how you said island because I don't know why like I sometimes I most of the time gravitate to like kind of like funky hard hitting stuff or like floaty like ethereal islandy type of type of situation so I feel you that's exactly what I was going for I feel like it's like the percussion in it Yeah, the percussion is actually my dad. Uh, he's a Cuban percussionist. Um, so, like, he plays, like, congas and stuff. So <gasps> That's amazing. Yeah, so that, I recorded him... Um, I recorded him like five years ago. I had and I've had like a few of his loops that I've just like always thrown into my stuff. So I've heard those damn instruments my whole life. Like growing up, like just waking up with like the abrasive like conga drums in my face, like on Sunday morning. <laughs> like that's that's how I woke up. <laughs> so. You know, I, I love that you just used the word abrasive. Um, because as I was like planning on on what I wanted to talk to you about, uh, I was having a hard time kind of like formulating this question. So don't take this the wrong way. But I feel like you incorporate a lot of sounds that are harsh or piercing, but you use them and, and you make them so like palatable and really entertaining to hear. And I was just wondering what draws you to such like creative and, and a little, you know, more heavy hitting sounds. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I totally know what you're saying, man. So don't, don't, don't <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I like a lot of, um, I, I mean, I'm a producer first and foremost. Like I was always like on, on LimeWire and like just researching music constantly like i was i'm probably more of a blogger than like someone who actually blogs about music or whatever just because i've, I've always dug in and, and something i've always noticed was like kind of like the ear candy moments as far as like sounds go and like melodies go so it takes a lot for me to like be attracted to a song i mean a song can be great and all that stuff but like if it doesn't have kind of like the like goofy quirky moments i guess or like the little ear candy like weird switch ups or something mm -hmm. like that then like i just get a little like bored because i need that like i need the hard stuff so to speak i wouldn't say my music's hard but it has like that, that, that what i just said yeah know? exactly so. like if you really want to get your analytical ear on like you can maybe like pinpoint some of some of those like beats or whatever but when you listen to it all together you wouldn't be able to necessarily tell thanks yeah yeah, definitely. So that's that's how I go about that. Hey, are you currently in Houston right now? Uh, yeah. So currently in Houston, I got quarantined here. Funny story, crazy story. I was actually like teching for a tour. So like this dance convention, basically I was like manage, 
managing like the stage builds and all that kind of stuff. So like just grunt working it out, going on a tour every weekend. And um, I had a bunch of music to finish. Like I did it. I was only doing it a season just to like save up some money and uh, had so much music to finish. So many ideas that I, like, I needed to get work on. And um, yeah, I was about to quit the tour actually to do music. Cause I was like, fuck this, this work sucks. Like I have music to do. I moved to LA to do music. I finally got like, I'd gotten like a decent paying job in LA and it was a tour. And then by coincidence, we happen to be in Houston, my hometown, uh, when everything gets shut down. So we get to Houston. We're about to load in. We have two 18-wheelers loading, like, reversing their trucks, about to do this, like, 24-hour load-in. And um, we get a call from our boss saying, hey, the show's canceled. There's this virus called coronavirus. And it was – this was uh, March March 23rd. Everyone's, like, trying to get their flight back home and stuff. And I just call my dad. He just picks me up. <laughs> I have my backpack with my Apollo interface, all my files. Yeah, I just, like, got a weird – like, the universe kind of spoke to me and was like, chill out with living in LA, just like stay home, come back home and um, just kind of focus on what's important, not like trying to make it in LA. And I just like took all my savings and kind of just like strung it out and try to just like, yeah, do it full time. I try to be as half glass full as possible. Like somebody's got to get it worse than we did. So like, I just think about that and I'm just like thankful that nothing bad happened. I mean, I did get Corona. I am post Corona right now. When did you get it? How are yeah. How are you feeling? I made it out on the other side. I think so. So check it out. I got it like uh, December 14th and then I had it to like the 25th, like right before Christmas. And then, yeah, I didn't have the symptoms anymore, but like I have this chest pain. So like at the end of the day, I get this like it doesn't it hurt, but it's like this uncomfortable, like feeling like someone's kind of like pressing down on your chest. Mm-hmm. And um, I also like right when I got over Corona, I like built out my studio. Like I made sound panels and sound diffusers and all this like manual cutting wood work and so i shouldn't have been doing that but i was just so bored of being cooped up in the room so i'll see i mean i might need a lung replacement surgery uh i I probably have like two years to live but like still i have a lot of music to put out so (laughs) you gotta do it quick 27 club 27 club no not for you (laughs) dude that's wicked funny so uh speaking of music industry i'm at berkeley right now pursuing my master's and i literally had to write fucking an article in a case study today on how it's more profitable to die and then release music than it is to release music when you're alive. (laughs) I was like, well, shit, I feel like a dick. I I heard something interesting. Someone was saying how like the music industry is so spread out so thin that like the pie, like people are getting such small pieces of the overall pie compared to like the 90s and early 2000s. So it's like, I don't blame you. (laughs) There's definitely, you definitely have to be creative and find other ways to make, (laughs) make money off of regardless like uh, other than just making the music you know yeah definitely I mean a huge thing too is like labels now are trying to take or not even trying to it's like the new thing for labels to have a piece of the income from other revenues that artists are making so if you see someone on like the cover of clean and clear that record label is now making money off of that as opposed to before when they weren't so yeah I mean it's it's definitely a, a, a crazy industry with a lot of money but who knows if it's going to the right people yeah and who even knows if it's if it's even necessary, I, I, man, I don't even know. I think, I think it's it's all in the hands of the artists now. I think the resources we have are at our, are at our fingertips, and the music industry right now is more designed and more like marketed to like instill fear into artists. Yeah. To like, than to like empower them to do something on their own. Because like a lot of the things that I have learned 
I was like kind of overwhelmed with that first. Like a lot of things seem like they're so daunting and so difficult to learn. But like once you learn it, you're like, what the fuck? Why was I paying someone half of my masters to do these things? And uh, that's not always the case, obviously. But like a lot of the case times, it's like, dude, you just do it on your own. There's so many. I've learned so many things from TikTok. This, <laughs> yeah, quarantine. I'm a. I'm going to start a label. Fuck around, start a label. (laughs) I really like that you had mentioned the instill fear because you had said that, uh, I think it was in your parody of the genius video, which we're going to talk about. Um, But that was something that I I really appreciated you bringing up because I just think it's so true, whether it be within the music industry, entertainment industry, or just in pop culture, fear is what gets sold the most. Yeah, dude, facts. Like I can't, once once I processed that, I was like, oh, wow, that's where this anxiety comes from. That's where, that's why everybody's so anxious and like depressed is because like they're literally just feeding their brain with like the worst type of content, which is that, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And I mean, it's how you manipulate people. It's how civilizations were reigned upon. I don't know what the historical data has to say about that, but you know, like it's it's how it happens. (laughs) You also just said a a little prior um, that it, it's kind of easier nowadays to adapt to the state of the industry and to kind of do things for yourself as someone who's been doing this for quite some time what's something like that you've been leveraging now that you not necessarily were able to do previously i think there's something that comes with i mean i'm i'm almost 27 now so i'm not like a a young guy but i'm also not like a old guy so to speak so like there's something that just comes with like just doing this long enough Mm -hmm. and seeing people come in and out of it and fall in love with it and become jaded and like you see all the ebb and flows of what happens and um you kind of just start to realize at least i started to realize like something that is invaluable is like it's corny but like something that's invaluable is literally just being you like figuring out your yourself as much as possible like i think you make better music the better person you are i mean like the better headspace you're in the more open-minded you are the more curious you are because like a lot of things i would have just been comfortable making beats for other people or making edm drops and that was cool but like i was tapped out i wasn't creative anymore when it when like it's not when i started like using my vocals or playing guitar, playing piano extensively is where I unlocked a whole new palette and a whole new perspective to make music from. So I think it's, I think it's just being uh, your truest self and just, just working on yourself. Like, I don't know, that's fun to me. Just, Oh wow. I made something that's probably shit to a lot of people, but it's better than what I did yesterday. So fuck it. I'm, I'm doing, making for the progress doing the things, listening to the podcasts, you know, all that stuff. Like I'm about that. I'm about it. I feel you completely. And I think me as, as well as a lot of other people, like I go through phases where like you said, like some days I wake up, I listen to like, you are the best person in the whole world podcasts. And then other days I'm like, you are fucking worthless. But when you are like really in a good headspace and it might come in waves, but like when it, when it's on, like it's fucking on like the shit that I put out i'm like holy shit why aren't i fucking president of the united states or some shit that's what i'm saying it's kind of like it's kind of like a science experiment you just like add add ingredients to it see if it works if it doesn't work then you notice it and i guess it's just like i guess it's called self-awareness um just like figure out what works do that and if it doesn't work then or maybe just sometimes shift it up do something bad fuck up a little bit experiment a little bit learn something about yourself learn something that you don't want to do you know i don't know like, i've also found myself 
in places or in social circles that I would have never been in, but just because I was bored and I just was curious about what was going on, I just got involved and got out and learned something new about someone else. Curiosity is key, my friend. I, I agree with you there. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's it really is. It really is. So hey, and and who knows? There just might be some good juice around the corner. Am I right? Oh my! <laughs> what a segue! Oh, way to bring that one in. Good juice. Good juice. Is that something that you would like say? Would that be in your vocabulary or did this whole idea just come to you all at once? That's funny. Um, yeah, it, it kind of is in my vocabulary. Um, I don't know, just like growing up in the South, like you just, if you got the juice, you got the juice. Like it's just kind of an expression, but there, there's layers to it. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to go down to like the third layer because it gets a little bit inappropriate. But, like, <laughs> it is what you think it is. And there's just levels to it. So just like good juice. Like I basically, I kind of wrote it a lot around like, um, it started off as just like the chorus is like I got the juice I got the juice kind of kind of thing I was just like rap like kind of freestyling with the beat and um yeah I was just like feeling it so I said I got the juice and then like from there I took it over to like talking about sexual en- encounters and um so be it so forth so so you know so then turned into that and the song's basically about that but like I wrote it from like the lens of like talking about like fruit juice like i don't know if you, the song says like well, look at your body tastes like lemonade vitamin d to your heartstrings give you all my sugar no cooling mm, i could tell that you're thirsty so i'm like talking about melting sugar and like vitamin d <laughs> you know what i'm so oh we caught on we caught on <laughs> you know i think it's really interesting though because I, I just feel like everyone in my network right we all have that personality like where we think that shit is funny but we're not necessarily gonna show that side to our, of ourselves to the world but i like I want to, you know, and I think that is so cool that you're not afraid to just like be authentic in that way. And in some of your videos as well, like uh, there was a, a tour of like your apartment where, you know, he said he said some suggestive comments, <laughs> but like it, it's true. Like that's just how people talk. And I think that's awesome that, you know, you're putting yourself in, in a limelight and you're not changing. But it's like, yeah, it's literally like how you talk behind closed doors and you're just like, fuck it. I'm just going to show everyone <laughs> what I do like on a daily basis. And this is how I act. And this is what I say. And like, I like the un- 100% honesty and just being upfront about everything. And I think that video that he was talking about, like specifically was hilarious. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks guys. That's, uh, that's really sweet. But no, I mean, yeah, that's, I want to like make people feel comfortable with, with being themselves and talking about those things. Cause it's like, it's things we all think about and all talk about. So why are we still like tabooing these things? I, I know we want to be like cordial when we can, there's a difference between being like, uh, you just got to read the room and like know how to talk, be a good person from the start. So then like people know you're coming from a good place. I feel like if yeah. you're like, you know, have bad intentions and those kind of conversations can't, you know, they can't really be shed. But like, if you come from a genuine place and just like express it and, you know, be yourself. And I think you'll, you'll, the people that appreciate that will gravitate towards you. And the people that don't will have their own people that think like that. And yeah.
there's so many businesses within the music business. Oh, for sure. And the entertainment business. It's like a levels freaking dude. It's yeah. Inception. No, no, honestly. And it like at some points it's intimidating. Like I was listening to an audiobook today and it was like the agent and the booker and then the agent's agent and the booker's booker. I'm like, what the flying fuck is going on? I just give me a paycheck. And we talk about this all the time. People who like just listen to music, like the average person, like don't realize it. Like how many little pieces go into like no. a concert or like even write a song and produce it. Like they, people don't oh, yeah. understand it. And like if they actually knew what went into it, they'd be blo- mind blown because they just don't think about it. It's like a magician. It's like once you know a magician's tricks, it's not even more. Fun. It's not even fun. Like that's part of why. Like I, I only like like ten percent of music out there is because like I know how it's majority of it's done. So if I don't hear anything that's like not interesting or doesn't have like maybe a cool story behind it then like it sucks like i need the hard stuff i wish sometimes i wish i could go back to just like being a casual listener and Mm -hmm. love it all yeah like this is a really random thing but when like growing up my dad um he worked for a radio station and then he would produce these radio station concerts and like starting at like 11 he was like do you want to like come and work with me at the concerts or do you want to watch the concerts after like Aww. seeing everything like go into these shows and i never wanted to like watch a concert normally again mm-hmm. i love that he gave me the option because i love working shows and everything but now like i feel like i can't go to a show and enjoy it like i just i love working them which That's is very so weird. And like, it's a very weird buildup thing. It's like a gratification that comes so later. Like you're sitting there looking at everything. You're like, wow, I made that person build that thing there. That this person is doing <laughs> that job because that's like, it's like, yeah. it's really cool. It's like seeing an orchestra. Dude, even planning a show is almost like having, being, playing a music, playing an instrument. You're like making everything happen. It's, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I feel you on that. Yeah. yeah, and then when something, of course, goes wrong, like two seconds before it's supposed to happen, like then you got to just like be on your game and, yeah. and change it around. You got to figure out what stores nearby, who has a cable, guitar centers closes at nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally the amount of times we've had to deal with that shit, and you I know, just like honestly, I love it and I miss it. It's funny, like chaos. I miss the chaos. The chaos, right? It like it was just like a thrill. Like you were on a natural high always, mm-hmm. and oh, I was God. like, I don't drink caffeine, but when I'm on on the road i drink it like a fucking fish so i'm like five cups of coffee deep by the time the show is running around and i'm literally just like sprinting and i like miss that i miss yeah, the random just, anxiety that's, that's another thing too about the music business is you gotta put a lot of ha- a lot of hats on at all times mm-hmm. or literally like, be open again be open to like figuring it out you know <laughs> oh my god and on like i literally like i just I think, like, on the road, I just, like, love seeing what everyone does. So, like, one day I, like, loaded out a truck because I wanted, like, the um, road manager or whatever, the stage manager. He was like, you want to go, like, load this out for me? And I was like, yeah. So, he, like, told me, like, what needs to go where? And he was like, okay, now tell this roadie they need to go do this. And, like, I was just yelling at these, like, people. And they were like, who is this child, like, yelling at me? And I was just like, honestly, it was a blast. (laughs) Yeah, I miss that. The roadies, the a lot of cigarette breaks, a lot of bang energy drinks, a lot of cigarettes, a lot of tattoos, Mm. uh, a lot of black shirts. A lot of beer. (laughs) A lot of beer. beer. 
A lot of beer. A lot of secret pictures that I take of John Bellion eating. I know. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, John Bellion? I'm the biggest fan. Oh, no way, really? <laughs> so is Brendan. Yeah, so it, it just came up in my... Um, snap memories yesterday i it was actually my very first show i worked um i think it was like right as all time low was sent to radio or not yeah 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 it was sent to radio and um he was eating and it was my first show so obviously i was like fuck it i'm gonna video him so i took a video of him eating and then i just like kept following him all day uh and then i like had to run his meet and greet and i was so fucking nervous and i wanted to just like hug him and also get a picture with him but i didn't dude that's awesome yeah that's one one pop guy that made it to the pop realm that i'm generally like uh forget his album name but the one right before um the one right before All Time Low, that album. God damn, he's so good. I mean, is he? Is he, I wonder if he's like a producer first or something because I can just tell like his beats and his production is just so unique and yeah. Tasty. Well, he he like produces for so many people. Like if you look at the charts right now, he's he's produced for like Selena Gomez, Halsey. Like his name is everywhere now. He's he's honestly like even taking a break from his own like actual artistry artist career oh wow okay i knew that was gonna happen god i knew that was gonna happen (laughs) no and and it's crazy because it's not like publicized but yet he's like a hot fucking producer right now yeah i mean i feel like anybody that is in the industry has got to know about him because yeah he's he's really good man definitely this song i feel like he's just a well-rounded musician like he's Mm -hmm. not just a producer like his melodies his his hooks his song his lyrics everything really good that's so we just interviewed this artist kaden yesterday and we actually had the same conversation it's funny how it happened to be brought up but yeah no i mean he's definitely like the guy like to 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 draw inspiration from or at least like try to emulate you know your successes uh from i feel like i feel like we're we are our generation is like the osh i don't know what the word is called hosh gosh it's like the information age we have all these genres all these time periods of music to like pull from and we have all like producing anybody can produce music anybody can pick up a good like it's just so accessible so now i feel like we're like the songwriters of the producers of the songwriter it's i don't know how i don't know if i'm making clear what i'm trying to say but it's like we're like the remix of the remix of the remix <laughs> no i, I like totally understand generation if that makes sense for sure and we just happen to be doing it a lot better yeah. <laughs> i think i think so because like we can pull a lot of these people were limited by by their ge- by their geography or by their like instruments but like now we can learn guitar we can learn piano we can learn how to produce and yeah even all knowing a little bit of everything i feel like it makes for a better picture because i feel like it makes the work more organic because like it's just one person or two people making one project it's not like a band or a, a rick rubin coming in and like you know doing that whole thing I could not find anywhere on the internet why you go by Frugal. I'm wondering, like, the inception of the name. Frugal is the name I thought of when I was uh, 19. I was in my uh, apartment. Like, I moved from Houston to Austin, which is, like, more of, I guess, quote-unquote, music city. So I moved there to, um, I was going to go to, like, a little, like, trade school, like a recording arts school, and I Mm -hmm. did that. And uh, I was serving at, do you know what Topgolf is? Yes, I love that place, and I love Austin. It's one of my favorite cities. 
Hello, welcome to Top Golf. How can I help you guys? Can I could you start off some beers? Can I could you start off some wine? <laughs> I was doing that and I was super broke because yeah, I was the first time living on my own and starting to realize like the value of money and like time and how valuable time is. And I was just like broke as shit eating rice and beans, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, water not even bottled, like just from the faucet. I didn't even have a Br- Brita. Like I probably have some kind of bacteria infection, but let's not go. <laughs> Basically, like I was just starving myself and realizing like, wait, why are people like chasing like all this cool, like career accolades? I could just like make music to sit here and become really fucking great. And like, I was getting good so fast because I was just like by myself. I had my own space. I was at that age where I'm like discovering myself and all that kind of thing. So I was just like, all right, frugal, the best things in life are free. Like fucking friends, food, food, family, like art. Like, I don't know. It's, these are all things that I feel like, um, don't, yeah, aren't that like branded or marketed. So it's like, I don't know. Best things in life are free. It's kind of where it came from. But then I'm getting older and I'm like, okay, no, you need money. <laughs> Cheap ass your whole life. And it's just kind of stuck. And it's a goofy ass word. Frugal. Frugal. No, no. <laughs> I just stuck with it. And so it's like like Google, but FR. Mm-hmm. Frugal. So I don't know. I just, I just stuck with it. I don't know if it'll be my name forever, but be my project forever. But I think it, it'll work for now because it like has a whole like kind of thing with it so I like it and it's fun and funny and I feel like it fits your personality from talking to you for 30 minutes and <laughs> <laughs> thanks yeah yeah I'm I'm doing I'm gonna stick with it I think I'm gonna stick with it what else there's a bunch of other meanings to it but that's pretty much like yeah. where I that's the inception of it well no I like what you said about how like you know why do you have to chase so much it like reminds me of this lyric from your song patience actually um life is a gift and I always forget no one appreciates it if it's quick Life is a gift and I always forget No one appreciates it if it's quick Kevin and hell, what a story to tell I always fail but I know I won't quit Somebody told me that's just how it is Am I a threat to the way that you think? We all have reasons to live Like I said, man, I'm just... It just random thoughts that come to my brain And I, I feel like everyone thinks about this stuff I'm not saying anything that's like deep too deep but it's just things that like aren't put in the songs a lot of the times at least from what i'm hearing like there's not in songs lost i'm just like saying saying what i feel and then again like i'm glad it resonated because obviously you noticed that so boom my Definitely. Done. well yeah i mean now that we're talking about patience <laughs> the genius parody that you made hilarious Thanks, man. <laughs> how, oh how did you even come up with that idea like was this something that you were just like i'm doing this whatever or like was this like strategically uh, planned no yeah uh i got a green screen I, I don't know i went to joanne's fabric it's a fabric store oh yeah oh, I love oh that yeah please <laughs> love it right joanne my girl love joanne's <laughs> fabrics so i went there i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do with this i just need a green fabric i just know i wanted a green screen because i wanted to see what it's about and and then, yeah, I just, like, realized it just clicked, like, oh, it's like a Genius video. Or, yeah, something like, I think we were, like, pitching out to Genius for to do a Genius video thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think we were getting rejected. And then I was just, like, took it upon myself. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. So I put the green screen up, uh, changed the color to yellow, put on a goofy uh, turtleneck. And I just, like, I did the thing. All those edits, guys, it took me, like, 48 hours of Final Cut. Jeez. I don't know how to animate. That's like, <laughs> That's slide by slide, like a Photoshop file per movement of the little sliders. No way. 
it's dumb. Like I want to sell the template of that damn thing for like thousands of dollars. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what? Like no offense, but it simply didn't need to be that hard. So I feel, I feel your struggle. I, I so I'm the most inefficient person sometimes. Like I, once I get stuck into something, doing it, I'll just like do it. If it takes fucking 80 hours, I don't care. I'll figure it out. And it might not be the most efficient way, but Hey, it came out and I did the genius video and it's honestly, I'm so surprised at myself. Like, I don't know how it looks so on bar. <laughs> no, it, it genuinely it. does. And even some of the comments under it were like, oh shit, I thought this was real. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm saying. And that's kind of the whole, that's kind of my whole like thing, man. I've just been DIY. Like, just being I've frugal. Been, I've always felt limited with working with other people and like sharing my ideas. I always feel like people always want to have a say and like. I don't know. There's always like egos being rubbed whenever you're like making art. I don't know. It might, it might be me. I might be a dick sometimes when I'm in the zone, but like, I, I just, it comes out better if I do it myself. So I just figured it out. saw a tweet that you tweeted um just so you know we do a lot of stalking so this could have very well just been like one of your pictures before <laughs> just so you know like if you got a random notification and it was from like 2019 so it was really embarrassing oh i love it i love it i'll make sure i go back to your to the very first photo you have <laughs> creepers together but i saw a tweet of you saying like a guitar is just like so sexy like pianos are great but there's something about a guitar and then i was i had always thought this too with the song riding with me the the guitar in that is like this is how i'm going to describe it and this is how i have it written down to describe it i have a playlist of very select songs like very fucking select songs that just like inexplicably make me feel like i can't explain the emotion and that song is on there and it just that the the little riff that you have and in, in the progression it's just like unreal like it's enchanting if you will send me that playlist because i've been trying to like like figure out absolutely yeah, i'm writing that down i'm i'm taking that note i will asking you for that i'll tell you the origin it's 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 a sample man um it's actually like a so technically it's it's like a psychedelic guitar so it's like a guitar with um like a wah filter on it but i cut out the riff in a way that like because it, it's like basically just trust a guitar and like cool like warping almost like a wub but like guitar sounding i guess and i just like chopped it up to make it like rhythmic and like tasteful so i took out like the cool little like i made it into a chop thing so mm -hmm. that's all i did i i wrote it uh in between like basically i was gonna make music for i was gonna be a producer for other people and all i was chasing that whole like send beats out and that whole thing and i was going through this whole like kind of crisis and transitional period from just like a producer beat maker um to like an artist that was the first song i ever sang uh vocals on that like turned into a song so yeah and it, dude i just pitched it on spotify for artists i just literally sent it in and next thing you know the release day like a few days after it was on these huge playlists i was literally pooping my pants <laughs> and getting new underwear because like it was serious <laughs> i mean rightfully so, I, so. On, I was like oh i'm not a vocalist per se but like i got good melodies and mm -hmm. i can do something with my voice so I ran with it. So was that kind of one of your first experiences with like a heightened attention all at once? Dude, yeah. After after like at that point I'd been like 
eight years, seven years since I was been making music and like pitching music out. And unfortunately, we were not able to apply the songs. Like, all those negative like reactions yeah. and stuff. Like I just realized, like, oh, maybe I just wasn't being pure because I was just making beats and like having my friends sing on them and making cool drops and that's cool but like maybe i just wasn't being my full self again mm -hmm. back to being like your true self like maybe the the courage i had to like just experiment experiment with my voice like maybe it just like brought everything like in full circle my production chops with my lyric my melodies and like my lyrics kind of came out because i was freestyled i was like a i freestyled all the time in school and stuff so i was like i kind of just took like my freestyle brain and my yeah yeah all that combined it so well that's so exciting and i'm, I'm glad that it happened because it, it clearly led to so many more amazing tracks and they are all available on the music you're missing playlist quick plug yeah. uh well frugal uh first of all thank you so much for calling in um one last question before you go is both like musically career-wise and also personally what are your 2021 goals dude i'm just going to be as open as possible to constructive criticism and just be open and learn about myself and my skills and do the best I can and not be down on myself because I feel like that's what we've all learned from this quarantine is like just appreciate the time we have because we could all just turn into ashes next year. So let's have fun while we're at it. <laughs> I like that. Absolutely. love him i think he is so entertaining and that is exactly how i wanted this interview to go that was a great way to put it he is entertaining because even you know when he's not like not putting on Goofy. a show but like trying to, yeah exactly like trying to be funny he's insightful and just an overall like funny person and he just followed me on instagram and i'm happy about it <laughs> he just seems like a good human and like that's the type of person people need to be around right now i feel like there's so much negativity and uncertainty in the world and he is just so light-hearted and mm -hmm. just so fun and so nice and he was genuinely like interested in our lives and we're like that this was awesome. is about you yeah like, no that i mean that's so true like whenever you have someone that you're interviewing like you know talk about you and like relate it back to the industry it's really nice because then there's so much more dialogue that we can both relate to that opens up and i think that's exactly what we did frugal man holy shit i think i got a boy crush i know frugal andy doing the damn thing <laughs> uh anyhow his tracks patience good juice and riding with me are on top of the music you're missing playlist right now go check him out on social media what's his at devin at frugal andy on instagram devin where can the people find us on social media you can find the show at music you're missing on instagram and we are both in the bio i'm devin and i'm brendan and I hope you know that by now. That's a fun, we've never, it's funny to end the podcast, how we open the podcast. Cause we usually say I'm Devin, I'm Brendan. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I guess okay. it's not really funny. Fuck me. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Hey, Washington, D.C., with summer around the corner, there's no time to wait for your healthy, pest-free lawn with True Green, America's number one lawn care company. True Green's science-based approach and local expertise will give your lawn the year-round care it needs to be thick and weed-free. Go to TrueGreen.com radio and save 50% on your first service. Just call 877-461-0681 or go to TrueGreen.com radio today and get a lawn to be proud of.